right, so this is the Minnesota Fight Night Podcast. I'm Sean Strauss. My co-host is Brian Johnson. Uh, in this episode, we're going to recap the Strike Fitness fundraiser held in uh, Rogers. And we'll also talk about upcoming boxing shows, both amateur and professional. Uh, Brian, how's it going, man? Hey, it's going all right. It's going all right. It's, a pretty it's been nice a hot day. one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not as hot today, so yeah, that's we, good. Did we actually hit the 100 mark yesterday, or it was pretty close? I got 102 reading in my backyard, so. Yeah, so it's it, toasty. It was definitely a pool day. So, yeah, we were talking about, uh, yeah, the pool. <laughs> we were talking about that at the fights uh, when we were at uh, Strike Fitness and Rogers at the fundraiser. Uh, you and I were both in attendance. Um, unfortunately, I had to leave a little bit early, uh, but we we're going to talk about that. Um, so it was a boxing slash kickboxing uh, fundraiser, um, and it looked like it was being put on between Valhalla Combat Sports and Fridley and uh, Strike Fitness and Rogers. Um, so by Sun and Son and father, uh, James yeah. and Josh Clark. They're both their respective gyms. The Clarks, shout out to the Clarks. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for hosting um, both Brian and I and uh, giving us royal treatment. They gave us the table ringside. That was pretty cool. Um, and we even got some even... sunscreen from James. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, James, for that. And, and I am burned uh, despite the sunscreen, not not as bad as I would have been without the sunscreen. So I definitely appreciate the sunscreen, James. Um, yeah, we even had a Brazilian jujitsu exhibition uh, that kicked things off. Um, so it was nice. very uh, unique show for us because um, that was Brazilian jujitsu in a boxing ring, something I'd never seen before. Um, but yeah, I don't know um, where to really start here. So this number one, it was outside. It was very sunny. Um, good turnout um, for sure. But other than that, yeah. um, the, I, the exhibitions that I saw, because like I said, I had to leave a little early. Um, they were entertaining from the Brazilian jiu-jitsu one. We saw James Clark step in, or sorry, Josh Clark, owner of Strike Fitness. We saw him step into the ring um, because the girl's uh, opponent had, backed out or had something come up. Um, so he got in and did a little exhibition of a uh, kickboxing. Definitely looked like they were taking it easy, but she had a chance to beat up her boss. I think she's a, a coach or a trainer there at Strike Fitness. Um, we saw a couple good scraps uh, while I was there, that's for sure. Um, but it's worth pointing out uh, for anyone who saw any of the photos that I shared on Minbox, um, there were some questions about it because it was amateur boxing um, exhibitions and bouts, um, but it's not like you're used to seeing, right? And this is the first show that we've seen uh, in person from the Valhalla um, crew and the Strike Fitness crew. Um, and it was no headgear, which is something right. different. I've had some people talking to me about that and being like, what's going on with that? What if they get hurt? And I referenced them to go back and listen to our interview that we had with James Clark of, I think it was October of 2020. Um, right. so he had started his own amateur boxing company, basically, uh, as an alternative to USA boxing. Um, so they don't have to adhere to the same rules. Um, and Correct. I don't, I don't want to misrepresent anything that he said. So once again, uh, just like I told the people who were, were asking me, I would reference you to go back and listen to that episode of the podcast because he really breaks down what's different. Um, yeah, yeah. Good, good, 
Good suggestion. I just thought it was a fun atmosphere. It was very chill out there. You had people lounging on the grass under the shade of the trees. You had other people sitting in chairs sort of on the asphalt. The ring was set up in an asphalt parking lot. And so you had people out sitting on chairs. Not a bad seat in the house, obviously. And as you said, Sean, we were sitting there ringside at one of the tables. So thanks again for the hospitality. It was warm out, but not too warm, not overbearing like it was yesterday. Uh, we're recording this on, uh, what is today, Tuesday? Uh, was... No, yeah, it is Tuesday. Yeah. I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Monday was, as everybody knows, just unbearably hot. So Sunday uh, was kind of in between, I think, today and Monday as far as the temperature comfort level out there but it was a it was a nice day and a fun event i think this is the first time i've ever actually been to an outdoor boxing event so i really enjoyed it and as far as the as far as the matches themselves i thought you really saw a nice mix of experience you had some people who were probably just starting out in boxing you had some exhibitions where they were sort of taking it easy on each other, which is cool. And then you had others where they were uh, really going at it. So again, it was, it was a fun mix of, you saw a variety of different levels of experience and, and which is all good. I made the point to, uh, and by the way, we had people come up to us and uh, say hi and that they listened to the podcast, which was really cool to hear yeah that was say, yeah and they thanked us for coming out there and like i pointed out we've interviewed world champions on this podcast former world champions and people who are just starting out in their careers so that's what we like to do here we like to cover all those bases or i guess to use more of a boxing analogy touch all those corners of the ring <laughs> um yeah for sure we definitely know um the the strike well maybe not so much a strike fitness crew but we know josh and uh we know the valhalla crew um very well i think we've we've had interviews with them on numerous occasions now um we've covered some of josh's fights we've talked to james about fights that they were holding um like i said even though we didn't necessarily cover those past fights and we've also had him on um to talk of as a translator for uh Dennis Reyes, right? And uh right. and Dennis you know, was there. Yeah, we saw him. Um yep. we saw Marty Lindquist. Always good to see Marty. Um absolutely. Yeah, all in all, it was a good time. I glad Marty. I got a chance to uh to see James on my way out and thank him for you know for having me. I, I didn't want to leave, but I had a work event that uh, was down at Top Golf. And I had yeah. to zoom down there, but thank you, Brian, for sticking around and covering the, the rest of the event. And it sounds like you got some sound bites that we'll sure. be able to hear. And James, I know I was, I wanted to get a word with you, James, if you're listening on the way out, but I actually had to leave early to pick up my daughter who was out and about at Minnehaha Park and, and she needed me to pick her up. And so I had to leave a little earlier than I wanted to, but I talked to Josh I talked to Alex Satrowski and uh, a young man who won the main event. 
young man named Zachary Gell, I believe is how you pronounce his name, G-E-H-L. And he came all the way from Saskatchewan, Canada oh, wow. to box in this event. So that was really cool. Right. Um, yeah, like I said, because I had to, to leave a little early, I don't have too much to say uh, other than um, if you didn't uh, get to see the event live, um, I'm sorry I didn't take more video or photos. Um, when we go to these events, I, I'm trying to enjoy it. <laughs> I'm a fan, just like anybody else. And um, I think it's uh, the Canterbury card, the last Ignite card was a perfect example of that where I got so sucked into trying to get the, uh, the interviews, you know, whether it was the, the post-fight interviews or just talking to people off the side, um, you end up missing action. Like I remember right. talking, you know, to a couple of the different fighters, like I missed knockdowns and all this kind of stuff. So uh, I have to, you know, confess I'm a fan and I was trying to just watch and enjoy the fights. <laughs> so I took as many yeah. cell phone snaps as I could. Um, and I took one brief video of a good scrap uh, between a couple guys and I posted that, um, you know, other than a couple bloody noses, I didn't see anything too dangerous, um, which is good. Um, getting back to that, the, the two guys right. who I'm referencing, they were not wearing headgear. However, there were others that did wear headgear. Uh, like we mentioned a couple of the starting out types. Um, so it was a, it was a good mishmash. I missed what everyone was saying was going to be the big one, which I think you were talking about with the guy from Saskatchewan. There were supposed to be a couple of really good heavyweight fights. I missed that funny one uh, between the thing and the Hulk. Alex and uh, who I, right. I, I apologize. I don't know the thing's name, uh, but I saw a funny picture of those guys all in their masks and those funny gloves. Um, and I was like, they're not going to fight with that on, are they? Or is, <laughs> They just wore that to the ring. I'm guessing sort of like, to right. say, like we're going to fight. And then, but right. yeah, that was cool. It was a um, fun, it was a fun afternoon. As you said, there was a little bit of levity there, but also some pretty good boxing, pretty good amateur boxing. Uh, this young man, Zach, uh, I think impressed. The onlookers, he certainly impressed me. It was fun to talk to him. But one thing I noticed, Sean, and maybe it's just me because I unfortunately don't watch as much amateur boxing as I would like. I'm used to more of the pro boxing, but I noticed they did do a fair number of standing eight counts right, when right. a boxer got in trouble. And so I thought that was kind of kind of a nice thing to see rather than I guess the alternative would be to stop the fight, maybe, but uh, it was it was a, a little bit something a little bit different than what I'm used to watching. Pro yeah, and the pros, there's not the standing eight counts, but right. um, you know, with amateur boxing, the they don't want you to clinch in, and which makes for more exciting fights. Um, oh, yeah. And one in particular, I know that you and I were talking about when a standing eight was called in one of the fights. Um, the individual in question who basically got the count um, against him, it wasn't that he was getting hit so much and hurt, but he wasn't throwing back, you know, and after a lot of punches were thrown his way and some were hitting the arms and stuff, uh, you know, they, but they weren't landing clean. Um, but some did, you know, and yeah. enough of those get thrown, then the ref's going to do what he has to do. So it's always good to see that the ref's protecting the fighters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. You talked about we. I, I, I talked about how I like to watch pro boxing, and of course, that's there were, have been some big pro boxing matches in uh, recent last couple of weeks. The Better Be Of fight 
versus oh, Joseph man. Smith. What are your thoughts no. on that, man? That Ederbiev is just uh he's people people use the term, well, he's a beast, which is true, but he's also a technician, which makes him that much more dangerous. 18 and 0 now with 18 KOs, a hundred percent KO ratio. Um yeah, the I think it was nine to one odds um, against Joe Smith Jr. And in the first round, there was my dad and I were talking about this and my dad had pointed out we weren't watching the fights together, but we were talking about it over the weekend. And um, he mentioned that he knew Joe was in trouble in the first round when Better Biev had threw a right hand um, and it missed. Um, but he, he just saw that Joe was open for it. And I remember that also, because I remember just thinking that, wow, I'm like, he threw that punch hard, even though it missed. Um, but I didn't think Joe was in trouble myself personally until the very end of the round when he got knocked down. Right. You know, you had the announcers had made the comment that Joe had never been down either as an amateur or as a professional. And then right at the end, he gets dropped. And I thought, right. oh, I'm like, you got yeah. a guy you just said who's never been down ever. And he got dropped in the very first round. And I'm like, this is not bode well. So the nine to one odds started to look a little legit. Um, yeah. And there are pretty long odds that it would go the distance too. Um, but I think that he was saved by the bell in that first round. And I actually thought the first half of the first round, I thought Joe Smith was doing all right there with the jab. And I thought arguably he was winning that round until, uh, the second half of the round and your dad was absolutely right to his observation i think was spot on i just think there was a lot of discussion on social media about well joe smith should have tried a different strategy and that and i think he did sort of get off his game plan a little bit when he got in trouble so early and so maybe a better strategy would have helped, but I think it would have just prolonged the inevitable because frankly, I just think better is too strong and too technically sound for Joe Smith as good as Joe Smith is. And I was rooting for Joe Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know. I have to admit, I'm a, I'm a huge Joe Smith fan. Yeah. Um, I didn't think he was going to win, um, which is sad because I am a fan of his, but um, I had to stare the reality better, you know, better be having what he is. And, you know, Joe Smith, he's no, no slouch. He's beaten some, some good guys and, you know, he's a oh, world yeah. champion. Um, and I give him credit, you know, he, he said after the fight that, you know, he thought he had made some mistakes, um, and that he was going to stay in shape, but take some time to contemplate his future. And I can tell you, there's no shame if that man retires right now. I mean, he's, he's been a world champ. Um, and the question is with, with the guys that are in the division right now, um, you know, like Beeble, mm -hmm. um, and Canelo lingering around, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. do you really want to mess or tangle with any of those guys again? Um, I don't know. Um, that's only yeah. something that him and his team can, can decide, but regardless, he always puts on entertaining fights. And, uh, so thank him for that. It was a great one. We, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. didn't talk about the Nonito Donaire versus the monster fight, um, yeah. which was a little bit before that it's been a while um, now, but that was a great fight too. the monster taking care of 
Hall of Fame, you know, guarantee. Yeah, Donaire is definitely a future Hall of Famer and gets stopped yeah. in the second round by the monster. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone dominate Donaire like that. So mm-hmm. even though I don't believe he's officially announced retirement, I would think it's time. My, my yeah. own opinion is it's time. And I think the monster is now number one on Ring Magazine's pound for pound list, if I'm not He mistaken. is. Yep. After that performance, he shot to number one. So um, good for him. Absolutely. Um, he's always entertaining. Um, so, yeah, that was another great fight. Um, uh, I guess maybe we're kind of going backwards in time here, but I don't think we've had a podcast since the Cambosos Jr. Uh, Devin Haney fight either. Oh, yeah. Um, and man, Devin Haney taking care of Cambosos Jr. handily in his own country. Yeah. Um, now it sounds like Cambosos has exercised the rematch clause which you can't blame him because right. it's probably the end for him and get some, you know, I mean, they're going to still draw, even though I don't think anyone thinks something different is going to happen. Um, good payday yeah. for both guys, you know, and um, unfortunately we have to wait a little bit longer to see the likes of, you know, Garcia or Tank Davis and with Haney, but, uh, or Lo, yeah. Lomachenko, uh, you know, but good, yeah, good fight. Think- it was entertaining. Haney's, yeah. Haney's good. Haney's awesome. And nobody's excited about that rematch. <laughs> I put it no. in because Haney was so dominant. I put on social media that this is probably the least necessary rematch since uh, Liston Patterson 2. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you look at it just strictly from a business standpoint, it made sense for Cambosis to have that rematch clause. It made and it makes sense for him to exercise that clause because now he gets another payday, right? And it makes sense for Devin Haney because, frankly, for Haney, it's another easy payday. Yep. <laughs> In my opinion, because I don't see the, uh, I don't see him losing that rematch. No, I don't either. I mean, it really strange happened. The other um, potentially unnecessary rematches out there that are going on right now so that was one of them Cambosos and Haney but now we've got uh Anthony Joshua versus Usyk yeah in Saudi Arabia um in August yeah now with heavyweights anything can happen so uh, you never know um on strictly boxing ability I'm gonna always side with Usyk um right. I am a little bit concerned that there's been the layoff what's going on in his country and the Ukraine, um, that it might be distracting. Um, there's also talk that he's put on more weight, you know, like size. Um, and he's naturally, you know, I think smaller. Um, and there's always concern with that, that it might slow him down and speeds one of his big things, you know, um, does he need the extra power, you know, or should he have stuck with the speed? I don't know. Um, but yeah, regardless, I'm a huge Usyk fan, so I'm pulling for him, uh, regardless of what's going on with this country, but I'm pulling for them too, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think you're right. It's, I, I do think Usyk will win the rematch, but it's no slam dunk. That's for sure. And I think one person who's rooting for Anthony Joshua is Tyson Fury, because that right. would set up that dream match that would draw about a billion people. 
to yeah, that fight yeah. in Britain. Wembley would be all the way full and yeah. you know they'd have people in the parking lot they'd have people everywhere it's it would when be they pulled huge. ninety thousand plus easily mm-hmm. yeah it would be huge i see that tyson fury has talked about he'll come back if he gets half a billion dollars <laughs> yeah maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration but if joshua wins that rematch um you can park a Brinks truck in front of Tyson Fury's house and say, here, have it. It's yours. Let's do this fight. And I think Tyson Fury would, that would be tough for him to pass up. Yeah. Coming back for one fight. I mean, to know that you're not coming back for, I mean, he's already said that he doesn't need it, you know, cause technically he's won those belts all before um, when he defeated Klitschko. Um, but like you said, there's the money <laughs> and, and to know you come back for that one fight in your hometown um, and to make all that money, it'd be hard to say no. Um, I don't think I, I'd, I'd put money on him saying no, I guess I put it that way. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. It would be a huge fight, especially in Britain. And I think it's a fight that Fury has wanted for a long time so we'll see uh right. we didn't talk about the uh the joke of a uh, exhibition with floyd staying busy making money mm-hmm. um good for him the ricky hatton barrera exhibition that was going on um got delayed a month it sounds like but yeah despite the fact that i guess you know i can't slight those guys for wanting to make money um but i'm happy and inspired that Ricky Hatton has lost so much weight. I don't know if you've seen pictures of him, man, he really shed down the pounds. Um, And I've been putting on pounds. (laughs) I feel like I'm Ricky fat. (laughs) He always likes his beer, you know, and uh, I was no different, you know, I'm no different than him. So regardless, uh, I hope they don't get hurt and we get to watch a fun one with them. Yeah. So other than the strike fitness show, which we covered, Oh, and one more thing about that. Um, I don't want to disparage it at all because I had a lot of fun. Um, But I just wanted to throw out a quick disclaimer about that because I've been sharing a lot of stuff um, for Valhalla since I met those guys. Um, And when I share their shows um, um, beyond my my minbox, I don't normally add a disclaimer or anything like that because I kind of figured that that podcast that I did with James um, and Brian back in October of 2020, where we had him lay out what the differences were between um, their amateur boxing program and, and between like the uh, Golden Gloves and the USA boxing program. I thought that podcast kind of spoke for itself, but I feel like after talking to some folks that are involved on the Golden Glove side that I should throw out a quick disclaimer. Um, if anyone ever is looking at the Minbox page and they see the stuff that I'm sharing, for the strike fitness or the ball hall. And if it's the amateur boxing, amateur boxing specifically, and you're thinking about taking part, know that you would be exempted basically or disqualified from participating in the golden gloves in the USA box. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know that and you kind of blindly go into that, then all of a sudden maybe, you, you know, you, you decide, Hey, I want to go try and 
fight the golden gloves and then they find out that you were on one of those cards and then you can't. So yeah, I love, I love the Valhalla guys. I love strike fitness. I I'm looking forward to the next show. <laughs> like I said, yeah. I really thoroughly enjoyed it, but I have to put that little disclaimer out there. Um, and yeah. I probably will put something on my post in the future on Minbox just because there is such a, that's a huge thing. You know, um, if someone's just getting into boxing, if that was your first fight and you're like, okay, now I want to go, represent region one or region two or wherever and now all of a sudden now you can't um so that would suck great point sean i think i think caleb truax faced a similar situation when he when he did the uh, tough man contest so that was slightly different um but yes so to my understanding well and i honestly i can't say for sure if it's if it's different in the sense but i thought he got paid essentially because oh, there was sure. two different, or maybe not though, because I know what you're saying. He did fight in a tough man competition and I, and I know that was what exempted him, but I can't remember if he got paid for it or not. Um, and to be fair, one of the reasons I haven't ever really thrown a disclaimer out on those shows was because that was my mindset was that someone had to essentially get paid or something to disqualify them from participating in USA boxing. And then in turn ever qualifying for like, say the Olympics or something um right so apparently not apparently it's if you're participating in any program amateur that's not theirs i'm not the authority on it but i've been reached uh, out to by some folks that are on that side so i just want to throw a disclaimer out there i would say i'm not the authority on it um but if you're thinking about it uh buyer beware i guess whatever you want to say (laughs) so but like i said we will be um sharing their fights you know and i like i said i can't wait to go to the next one because that was really really fun um outdoor boxing now you mentioned outdoor boxing that kind of leads us into the the upcoming boxing here because i did attend uh, outdoor boxing once and it was at hinkley which has big things coming up right this month and next month so this month this week actually um they will have briefly some boxing there it's going to be part of the meeting of the clans all indigenous um national boxing tournament that's going on um now that's going to start i want to believe in saint cloud at the mishakwood community center if i'm okay. i'm thinking that right i can't remember if that's sorry if i'm apologizing if that's not in hinkley or if it's either in hinkley or in saint cloud but I believe the third day is going to be at Hinkley. Um, So that's really cool coming up. But the Upper Midwest Golden Gloves is going to be combining four of the regionals, I think, um, into one Mm -hmm. kind of location uh, this year. So rather than I think Element Gym was going to be holding two of them. Um, I'm not sure where the other ones were, but now it's all going to be up at Hinkley. So that's going to be, let me get the exact date. So I'm saying this right. That's going to be July 15th through the 17th at, uh, Grand Casino Hinkley tickets are available already. Um, so it looks like it's going to, yeah, four region tournament. Then on Friday, it's going to be the semifinals on Saturday. And then the championships are going to be that Sunday. You can get, uh, General admission tickets are $20 for adults, 10 for children, or it says you can get a, a three-day pass for $50. Right. Um, and then after that, um, I want to say the next week, we got uh, top rank 
boxing on ESPN. We got world world championship boxing, right? So that's going to be that's so um that'll be a great card. Joe Gonzalez versus Isaac Dogbo is going to be at Hinkley, and there's going to be um, some Minnesota fighters on that undercard, and we're going to be trying to talk to some of those guys. Some of our listeners are familiar with uh, quite a few of them. We've got Colton Warner, Tony Woods. Um, we're going to talk to Cayman Audi, hopefully, for the first time. And uh, who else am I forgetting? Dennis, uh, Reyes, Dennis Reyes. Reyes. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. That's right. Shout he did sign. And I apologize if I'm forgetting everyone or anyone. Oh, our buddy Tommy Matlin is going to be fighting Cayman Odd. Um, he was on that last. Uh, oh, Tommy really? was on that last uh, Canterbury card. Okay. And I, but I'm, I'm always butch, I'm always butchering his uh, record. So <laughs> this time oh, I got to make sure I get Tommy's record right and what I'm talking to him. Um, yeah, but that'll to, be fun. Be good to see both of those guys again. That should be a fun fight. So that'll be, uh, you know, two weekends in a row at Hinkley. Uh, you got amateur boxing and then you got professional boxing. That's going to be huge. Um, now, as far as the this week's fights at the all indigenous um, meeting of the clans, um, it's my plan to be there and to stream those fights on Minbox. So fans can see that. I talked to Matt Robertson and it sounds like that's a go. So that'll be a long weekend for me, but three days of boxing and I get to stream that back on the Minbox so fans will be able to see that. Now, as far as the upper Midwest Golden Gloves go, it sounds like they're going to try and do a paid stream. Um, I don't think it's just 100% decided yet, but I, I believe that's the way they're going to go. Um, and I don't blame them because, you know, you want fans to come out and buy tickets um, and to see these guys and then the money to go back to the program for the fighters. So um, it's, you know, if anyone's planning on going up there, uh, don't quote me. I don't think anything's hundred percent decided yet, but it sounds like that's what they're going to do. So you won't be able to be streaming, you know, while you're there, they're discouraging that because they want people to buy, buy the, the stream. Um, if it, if it does end up being that um, there is a paid stream, I'll share that information, you know, on Minbox and we'll talk about it on the podcast. Um, but Brian and I were planning on trying to be there um, at the fights uh, we're definitely going to be there for the top rank show. <laughs> um, but I'm excited. Uh, the Golden Gloves, it was, it was great when it was at uh, the Cass Lake. Um, and, you know, it's been in Walker before. Um, but now Hinkley, pretty close. So it's going to hopefully draw more people from the cities here. Yeah, absolutely. Got a good stuff coming up. Couple, a couple little um, things I wanted to touch on, and then we'll go to the audio um, from these guys. Yeah, um, so there's... There's a couple of uh, big things um, and some sad things that have happened um, recently. Um, one that's a sad one is uh, my buddy Alex of Hidden Storage Boxing is uh, closing the gym. And basically, it's essentially closed now. So down in Red Wing, um, I just want to say a shout out to him. He's been a huge supporter of our podcast and Minbox and just in general, Minnesota Boxing. Um, I've yeah. gotten to hang out with him at element you know boxing shows i got to hang out with him up in st cloud for the christmas party last year um he's just a super cool guy um and just want to wish him success in his new venture um whatever it is um but it sounds like yeah hidden storage boxing is essentially closed i've been sharing his posts where he's trying to basically clean house and sell the gear and get it all out of there because 
Mm-hmm. He had said June 3rd was going to be their last day, but I, I think it's essentially closed. They're just selling everything and getting out of there. Um, so that's one sad thing. A, a positive thing is, uh, and not just for me, is very, very close to my house is uh, the new Likes Boxing Gym, which is in Circle Pines. Um, officially, um, I wanted to say their, uh, their address for anyone who wanted to look them up. You just go on their Facebook page. They've got a, a website and everything, uh, but it's right over me off of Lake Drive. Um, in Circle Pines, it's 9157 uh, Circle Pines. But yeah, so I stopped by there this past weekend um, to see the outside of it and see if they were open. Um, or I take that back. It wasn't on the weekend. It was Friday and they weren't open yet. They were open during the week. They aren't open until 3.30. I'm scrolling down to see their hours. I want to get this correct. Yeah, so Monday through Friday, they're open 3.30 to 8. And Saturday, they're open 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And Sunday, they're closed. Um, But it looks like in addition to boxing, they're also doing wrestling. And it looks like one of their sponsors is actually uh, Centennial Wrestling. So that's pretty cool, Um, you know, along with USA Boxing. And I know um, uh, Tony Grigelko's boys are wrestlers, and he's got a huge wrestling background in his family. So that's pretty awesome to see that they're combining those two things into one. Um, Centennial has got a lot of kids in their, uh, in their programs. Um, so hopefully we'll see some, uh, some good fighters, you know, maybe wrestlers turn boxers, sort of like what we see out of Valhalla, right? A lot of those guys are either wrestling now or former wrestlers, and then they're turning boxers. That's pretty cool. And Irish Um, Danny Morgan, don't forget about the Morgan boys. Oh yeah, for sure. Huge Irish, uh, or not Irish. Well, it is Irish, but wrestling in their background, um, world world champions i think or uh am- amateur olympians. champions anyway it was the olympians yeah that's yeah. what it was so that was a, just a couple things i definitely wanted to make sure we touched on uh, before we go to that audio and last but not least is i don't know um what happened to it but i was looking at minnesota boxing uh that jesse kelly runs minnesotaboxing.com and it looked like there was going to be um an ignite card at fat daddy's, um, this coming weekend, but I don't see anything listed on fat Daddy's. So it may or may not be going on. It, it, it says it's a pro ignite presents evolution at fat daddy's bar and grill. And it says it's for professional boxing at fat daddy's in Alexandria, Minnesota. It said Saturday, June 25th. It said Corey Thompson, um, was scheduled to be on there, but I don't know if, you know, and I haven't seen Corey. I'm friends with them on Facebook. I haven't seen him posting anything. So I'm not sure that that's accurate. And like I said, I went on to Fat Daddy's site on Facebook today just to check and I didn't see anything. Um, and then the, the other one was uh, Joey Abel. We heard that he was yeah. going to be fighting um, Tommy Morrison's son, the late, late, great Rocky Five, Tommy, Tommy the Gun Morrison's son. Um, he was going to be fighting uh, Trey, Trey Morrison. And I don't know that that actually is still going on or not. Um, yeah, Cause you and I both looked that up and we didn't see it on box yeah. So someone asked me about that at strike fitness. Yeah. I don't know what happened with that. Hopefully it'll still be, hopefully it'll happen at some point. Yeah. I mean, you, Joey Abel, <laughs> I don't know Joey. I haven't met him in person. I've always been, you know, a fan of his, um, but on the Minnesota boxing 
his uh his quote was not uh flattering i guess he doesn't have anything positive to say about Morris and son he basically says if i can't beat him i should retire um and he said that's exactly what i'm looking for i'm looking for someone to put me out of my misery and i know he couldn't possibly and i was like wow he says i feel like i could have beat him in my debut so wow strong words um so it almost almost makes you really want to watch that fight now so i'm kind of bummed that i don't see anything on it on boxer if it happens um, we'll be talking about it after we, you know, finally get to see it. Strong words, but Joey Abel can back it up. We know he's pulled off some big upsets and had some big wins, and he hits. Yeah, hard. I love the fact that he's not afraid to go on the road. You know, in other countries and everything. So, yeah. yeah. But right All on, right, right on. Um, like once again, I just want to say thanks to uh, to James and Josh Clark for having us at the Strike Fitness Show. Thank yeah. you. I believe it's Joe was the gentleman who went and got us our table. <laughs> so okay. thanks to Joe. And, uh, you know, it was nice chatting with Alex and Noah and Josh and, and all the gang there. So thanks to everybody. All right, fans, without further ado, here's going to be the audio that uh, Brian recorded after the Strike Fitness Show. And uh, hope you enjoy it. And we'll see you at the next fights. And now we'll hear from Josh Clark, owner of Strike Fitness. Uh, really nice event here, uh, Josh. Thanks for having Sean and me out here, first of all. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what? Uh, so I understand this is a, a fundraiser event. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. We haven't gotten into too much detail on like on uh, on Facebook or in, at the event itself right now, but just the fundraiser event is kind of more for like the hall and strike, kind of raise some money, some funds, so you know we can help pay for new gear at my, at my gym, you know, help pay for some expenses and stuff. And then just like, the main thing is just the kind of a fundraiser too. We're also doing a, um, I'm not sure like on Facebook, if you guys have seen, but uh, I'm doing the strikeout cancer stuff. Some of the proceeds will go to the strikeout cancer fundraiser nice. kind of event. So I, right now we've raised 950 so far and just the strikeout cancer alone, but some of the proceeds from this event will go towards strikeout cancer and that, that will, will help. That money, the proceeds uh, from the strikeout cancer fund will go to the, some of the, our members and clients and supporters that have cancer specifically breast cancer so they'll help pay for some of their treatments because some of them don't have uh you know they you know you know economically might not be able to afford that you know expensive bills and stuff so i'm giving yeah. the money to them so awesome what a great cause no, thank you um yeah and a fun night uh afternoon here at boxing outdoors though a little warm but the weather has cooperated the rain has held off so um yeah. how did you uh come up with the idea of doing an outdoor event like this um, yeah, we were just thinking about something. Uh, so uh, today, usually, in Rogers, every year, they do a Rockin' Rogers uh, mm-hmm. thing. So they have, you know, Rockin' Rogers Parade. You know, they have their, uh, you know, their their events and stuff for three days in a row. So today is the last day for Rockin' Rogers. So I just wanted to do something, like, on Rockin' Rogers Day, you know, kind of tying in with the event in Rogers, kind of kind of introduce myself into the community. I've been on this place for the last 10 months, and then my dad... My dad owns Valhalla, I own Strike, so we kind of, we're talking about, hey, you know, and then our, uh, one of our coaches are Mike Colosimo, and then one of our longtime friends, uh, Dave Christian from the community, he used to be an old, an old uh, used to box Golden Gloves back in the day, he used to spar my grandpa, actually, but we all kind of came up with the idea, they kind of said, hey, we should do something on Rockin' Rogers Day, or, or during that, you know, that same weekend, mm-hmm. you know, we're thinking, we do an event, and I'm like, me and my dad thought, let's do like a, let's do a fight show, you know, like a fundraiser, you're doing your strikeout cancer stuff, does it help both gyms out, kind of, there's some publicity, and we have a lot of, like, newer members in both gyms that wanted to have fights, so we were like, hey, let's set up a show of our own, get some, get get them some matches, get them opportunity to be going there, even if, if an exhibition fight or a fight itself, they're getting in the ring. So that's kind of how, kind of how it came to. And we're like, all right, we're setting this up, setting up the show, and then 
we're wanted to do it in Rogers uh, at my gym this time. So then we uh, set it up right outside, right by our place, and then we're using the gym as kind of like a locker room, and then having the fights outside for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, really nice deal. Working out well. Like you said, you've got some exhibitions here that were fun, and then some fights where they're slinging some pretty serious leather there too. Like yeah, that definitely. last one. <laughs> um, so a, a good show for the fans. You even got a chance to step into the ring. I did, yeah. <laughs> in an exhibition. So, um, but uh, do you have anything coming up as far as real fights? Uh, any anything you want to mention? Um, not currently right now. I'm, I'm still looking for a fight. Uh, I mean, I've been thinking because I've, I've had you know in the, in the last year I've had four five pro boxing matches. Yeah. Um, and then I've I've before I turned pro in boxing I was an amateur MMA fighter, did some amateur boxing, kickboxing fights as well. Um, but uh, I'm trying to get back in MMA. Um, at the same time, I'm kind of like open to anything, I guess. I'm open to go box or open MMA. I'm just, I've just been trying to, you know, staying ready, something to get ready type of thing. And just uh, hopefully someone kind of opens up. We're looking at different offers, but nothing's too set yet. I just kind of did that exhibition today. One of my members, yeah. were, her opponent backed out. So okay. then I, I stepped in there for her to give her some experience to hop in the ring with her. But yeah. other than that, I mean, like, I'm, I'm just training, helping other people train so far. And then uh, hopefully I have someone for July or August and get back in the ring or cage soon. Okay, very nice. And what was the young lady's name who was in the ring with you there? Oh, Olivia Whitaker. She's one of our long, one of our longtime members. Actually, she's she used to train okay. at Strikefin used to be Title Boxing Club, uh-huh. like back in 2018, 19. Yeah. And then she she joined in around that time, and then she was kind of getting into boxing, was coming in here and there. But then after I owned the place, she started coming in a, a lot more, and it was you know I started offering sparring classes because Strike Fitness is not like Title. We're at more of a fitness gym, but we do offer sparring, more more one on one stuff. Sure. Um, but then she was really into that, and she wanted to. She's always thought about getting in the rings at some point, you know. And then, so she's trying. She's trying. She's training for an actual fight. We, had, we couldn't get her on today, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But uh, she had a lot of fun doing the exhibition, and hopefully, she'll be on uh, one of our future parts. Yeah, 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 that was really awesome. And uh, the the main event there was was fun. Um, you know, some some. Uh, I think the guy's motto was take no prisoners or no judges needed or something. Yeah, yeah, no judges and, uh, needed. Yeah. Yeah, Zachary is uh, Gail, the road warrior. He's fought in a bunch of our shows. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's come down to our gym when he's been in town and cross trained with us a little bit. So, um, and we have we like having our cars because you know we're we're you know we're uh, you know Bahala Strike. We kind of like that Viking model stuff, yeah. and he was really into that stuff. So I mean, it kind of a good fit. But uh, yeah. but yeah, no, both of them like they both like they uh, they go out there and fight to the burger. Both those guys. So it was yeah. it was you know even though it lasted like around two rounds, like, yeah. it was a uh, they went to. Uh, Want to fight right away? So and, and what are their names again? Zachary was Zachary Gale is the one that won, and then uh, Lamberto Ibarra. Okay, he's, he's had a bunch of fights. Uh, pretty seasoned uh, amateur fighter. He's had a lot of amateur MMA fights, kickboxing, and boxing matches. Sure. Yeah. And I noticed uh, Dennis Reyes was in uh, the corner of the uh, Lamberto. Is that yeah, name? Lamberto. Yeah. 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 yeah Dennis Reyes yeah. hopped in there and uh, was helping him help be in his corner for, for tonight or today. Yeah, that yeah, no, was funny. And I think Dennis is on the is he on the Hinkley card coming up? He is, yeah. I think that's July twenty third. Yep. Um, yeah, he's on the Hinkley card. He's uh, I think his fight might be on the on ESPN. It might be a future a future bout on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fighting some pretty good like pretty good dude. I think he's like six nine, pretty big heavyweight. Okay. Um, so it's gonna be it'll be a, it'll be a good fight between those guys. But yeah, and I uh, 
But yeah, Dennis has been looking good, and Jamie's been coming in, so I mean, it should be. Uh, can't wait to watch this fight at Hinkley. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Are any any of your other guys on that Hinkley card or anything else coming? I think Alex has a fight coming up. He does. He uh, Ju- he fights July 16 down in Sioux City, Iowa. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be his third professional boxing match. Uh, he's been he's been getting to work. He's fighting a guy named I think Brett Welling mm-hmm. um, from Sioux City down there. So he's fighting a hometown guy going down there, but he's gonna, he's coming down and uh, he's, uh, trying to take that win. So. Yeah, Alex Satrosky. Alex Satrosky, yep. yep. So, um, he's one right. of our coaches here, and he's been helping yeah. out with the event as well. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, good deal. Uh, any any parting thoughts, Josh? I don't want to keep you too long here, but uh, it's always good catching up with you. Um, but a uh, nice event. Yeah, thank you. No, I, I, you know, I appreciate the uh, the little interview here and, yeah. you know, you guys coming out and supporting stuff and then, Absolutely. you know, spreading the word about it. But, yeah, no, I always want to thank my, my dad, James Clark, who's been co- he's in his gym, Valhalla, where I train out of two, uh, you know, co-promoting co- this event with me and getting this together. And I want to thank all my coaches at Strike Fitness, all the coaches at Valhalla and all the, our team, teammates, members, our, you know, our customer supporters for all the uh, continued support throughout the Throughout the, throughout the years and then especially during this event you know like for today and then helping out and we're, uh, you know everyone's uh, you know teamwork makes a dream work I feel like so yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's awesome to see absolutely well uh, it's a good way to spend a Saturday afternoon day before Father's Day you've got people kind of just hanging out here on the grass some people are seated and, and others are just kind of just kind of chilling and walking around and having a nice time so um, good good deal Hey, Josh, uh, thanks for your time, bud. Yeah, thank you. Always good to talk to you. And now we'll hear from Alex Satrowski. Yeah, I got her here with Alex Satrowski at Strike Fitness in Rogers. We're at a great outdoor event here. Uh, What do you think of the event, first of all? I think this was a very professionally put together event and done very well by the owners. And I think everything has gone well that we could have hoped for. Yeah, I I totally agree. It was a fun you had some nice exhibition bouts and then some fights there where they're swinging some pretty serious leather as well. Yeah, they were coming out here ready to fight, and I'm, I can only love that. That's yeah. all I want out of people is they yeah. come up and show up ready to fight. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of someone who's always ready to fight, tell us about your upcoming fight here. All right, I'm heading down to Iowa in Sioux City, Iowa to put on my third professional boxing fight and I uh, I plan to show up there ready to fight. My weight won't be an issue and I'm only focused on my skill and how I can improve on my last one. Yeah, you said this will be at 180? Yep, this will be at 180, a full 20 pounds heavier. My last one, you know that weight cut, dropping down to 160. It's not for me. I'm here to fight and help people. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. So keeping it at my weight 180 i'm ready to come up and we we were talking a little bit before about sounds like you don't know much about your opponent but you he he, uh i think has bitten off more than he can chew (laughs) you know i respect anyone that's willing to step in that ring they're ready to fight and anyone who's willing to take it is willing to take it seriously just like me and i'm going to take it like my life depends on it for sure, for sure. Yeah, you got to respect anyone who gets in there in the ring. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, hey, Alex, good talking to you as always. Good luck in your fight, yep. man. Great talking to you. Nice right. to see you. Thanks for showing up. You Have bet. a great day. Thanks for having me. Yep. And now we'll hear from Zachary Gale.
Um, really nice win there in the main event. Um, Thank you, sir. I think your motto is what? No judges needed or something yes, like that. Yes, and you no lived up to needed. that. Second yeah. round, second round knockout. Is yes, it the sir. second yeah. round? Yeah. yeah. So tell me about it. You came out right from the start slinging leather there. And is that, do you always start fast like that? Always. Or is that, yes, I always start fast because I feel if I'm in a fight, I'm going to fight hard. And I try to put them away as fast as I can. Yes, sir. No it, uh, yeah, and it's a three-round fight, so you don't yeah. have a lot of time to yes, to waste, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, just kind of where you train and how long you've been boxing and that kind of thing? Well, th this was my first boxing fight, but I've done uh, four kickboxing and one MMA. Uh, I've been training since I was 13, started because I was being bullied, and well, now <laughs> it's come into a very good uh, passion of mine. Uh, fighting is a huge thing. Anyone with uh, children that are getting bullied, I'd highly recommend get them into martial arts. Mm -hmm. It increases self-confidence, and it's just a great all-around activity. Absolutely. Are, and are you uh, from right here in the Rogers area? or where? No, I'm from uh, Saskatchewan, Canada, small town. Uh, yeah. I train in Yorkton Martial Arts. Probably no one knows where that is. <laughs> but, uh, it's a good gym, and I don't know, Just I got a always come out hard try to knock out my opponent leave yeah. a good impression on it on the sure. are you do you think you might turn pro at some point or um it's more of a passion of mine uh just as a sport to do yeah. uh i never really thought about going pro but uh, my main goal is to get a title an amateur title in mma so Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And your nickname's a Road Warrior. Yes. How did you come up with that? Um, it was given to me by uh, some of the guys uh, at Valhalla Gym there. I always travel. It, it was 14 hours for this fight to come here. Oh, so wow. I'm always traveling for my fights because there's nothing around where I'm from. So yeah, yeah. always like the Road Warrior driving, getting the, getting the fights. Well, thanks for coming down. I appreciate it. Yes, it's a pleasure to watch you in the ring, and hopefully we'll get a chance to see you again sometime. Yes, definitely. I'm definitely stay in shape and get another fight as soon as I can. All right, Zachary. Well, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you, sir. Good luck to you in the future. Thank you. All right, take care. Yes.